it's time for our final story, listeners. We all know finding love is a tenuous feat. For every moment of warm tenderness, there's another of rending heartbreak. But that's just the game, listeners. We all know the only way to win is to play. In our next tale, finding love is literally a game for our sweet princesses involved. So adjust your crown and brandish your sweet love magic as we find out where the dice fall in the Royal Meet Cute Affair. Hello everyone, welcome back to our third and final episode of Fables Around the Table Candlelight. Uh, I almost can't believe we're done with it already. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, today's game is Dating.Sim, which was written by Tyler Crumrine and illustrated by Sam Mamelli, and is available on Itch.io for download. It's for three plus players and dice are optional. Uh, and... I am Chelsea Rexinger, and once again, I am joined by Caitlin Camp and Fiona L.F. Kelly. Hi! Hello! Um, and this game is sort of set up like um, a, a proper dating show you'd see on TV. It's a little bit of the dating game and a little bit of um, like spying on the date afterwards. In, in my head, it's a little um, dating game and a little like next in some ways. <laughs> If anybody remembers that show. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> um, and I'm really excited to play. It's super, super easy to, to get into. So why don't we get rolling here and get into some of our setting establishment stuff. Um, so one of the first things we need to do is rate our game. Uh, since we're sort of like based on uh, dating some games and TV, we have to pick a... Uh, a a rating for what we're about to perform. Uh, do we want it to be E for everyone, T for teen, M for mature, or AO for adults only? Ooh, I kind of feel like maybe teen gives us the most options. Yeah. Um, I, I'm thinking about just sort of like how we naturally sort of perform. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they smooth. And then they feels, <laughs> yeah, feels very teen. Yeah. And then they left and they did the sex. <laughs> no, I think teen makes the most sense for what yeah. we've been doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're probably like teen plus. Maybe we do. We yeah. do say a couple fuck words every now and then. Yeah, we can say like fuck words, but like. Yeah, I, I don't think we're getting into, like, super, super sexy content or anything, so I think the teen works. Yeah. Um, and now that we have decided that, we have also sort of, like, before we sat down to, to do this season, that we made sure we were comfortable with each other and where our kind of, like, lines and veils are. Um, so we are sort of all on the same page with that. <laughs> uh, then the next thing we're going to do is establish our setting um and we we have talked about this a, a wee bit um but in this game you there are, are three setting suggestions i suppose um you can play the game as an open setting which means you know you want to play a robot dating a unicorn girl go for it do it <laughs> there you have no masters <laughs> do what you wish <laughs> um but if you find that just you know what anything goes is too overwhelming you can do a fixed setting where you sort of like pick a a genre to fit into 
Um, we today are going to be played playing in a fixed setting. Um, we're sort of like in a cartoony high fantasy setting. Um, I've described it to uh, Fiona and Caitlin as a little bit Utana, a little bit um, Adventure Time. So think like princesses and knights, but like all kinds of, of wacky fantasy type things. Um, the other thing we can do in this game is use a found setting. So if you want to date somebody in the X-Files, you can do that. This game lets you do it. <laughs> <laughs> the The world is truly your burrito in, in dating that sim. Um, so the way that we are going to play this game in particular is that I will be playing the lead because I am cool or something. Very <laughs> accurate. Uh, I, I like to think this is, uh, payback for making me play the ensemble in tension. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I will be playing the, like, the main contestant in the dating game and also the host of the show. Um, which means Fiona and Caitlin will get to be my dates and we'll hear more about the characters they're playing in a second. Um, so, yeah, since I've sort of, like, set the boundaries of the setting, uh, let me, let me set up the, uh, the circumstance here, if, if I may. You may not. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I guess. It's it's fine, we all just. We're dying. (laughs) We date each other. We go home. And that was Fables Around the Table Candlelight. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) We get experimental with the yes and on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, in a faraway land, there existed many different kingdoms of many different people. These kingdoms intermingled and melded together, mixing science and magic, strength and kindness, tradition and change. The kingdoms never lost themselves, however, as they all grew together, learning from one another. They owed this to one tradition practiced throughout the land, the royal meat cute. When the princes and princesses of these lands were ready to engage with the possibility of an everlasting relationship, their kingdom would host the royal meet-cute, inviting all eligible princes and princesses to participate to strengthen the bond between two kingdoms, and more importantly, to find love. Tonight is one of those wondrous nights, a royal meet-cute to match even the most extravagant of those in the past. In a ballroom drenched with golden flowers and rubies, iconic symbols of the kingdom of Elamal, <laughs> renowned for their parties and hospitality, it is no surprise that powerful generosity exudes from this royal family. Hundreds of people crowd the large ballroom, chattering with excitement. The elves mingle with the candy-colored gnomes. The fairies giggle with glee with the shapeshifters from beyond the lake. Even the vampires smile from the warmth of the atmosphere from their cold hearts. Prince Raffle is finally participating in the royal meet-cute? Any of the eight princesses here would be lucky to be matched with such a person! The celebration continues, but the excited chattering soon becomes worry. Where's the prince? Why haven't we started the royal meet-cute yet? Has something gone wrong? Just as worry truly begins to mount, the king steps forward. My friends, I am afraid I have news regarding this royal meet-cute affair. It would seem Prince Raffle, my dear son, has eloped without our knowledge. The crowd gasps and gasps. all. What could this mean for the royal meet-cute? What about all of the princesses <laughs> here? The king raises his soft yet mighty hands in the air. 
Please, my friends, do not fret. For my dear son to do something like this just means he has followed his heart, something we would all indeed be cruel to admonish. However, as King of Elamau, I cannot allow this ceremony to cease unfinished. Thus, I make this offer to the princesses here. Who of you might step forward to take the place of my son, Prince Raffle, in the royal meet-cute? There is a moment of quiet shock before a woman clad in knight's armor steps forward. King Lull, I will take his place. I am the Knight Princess Renette from the Kingdom of Armor, and I too am looking for a partner for the rest of my days. The king smiles in glee and claps his hands. There you have it, my wonderful guests. May the princesses who find this acceptable step forward so this royal meet-cute may commence. As your princesses step forward, uh, the three of us get wrapped up in castle staff, preparing us for proper locations for the ceremony. And finally, the knight princess Renette stands in front of you as the crowd watches, smiling with anticipation. And now we'll introduce... Um... Oh. <laughs> oh, I guess I go first. I know what the rules of this game are. <laughs> <laughs> um so princess Renette stands before you um she goes by she her pronouns um she's sort of an imposing woman um mostly because of the armor that she's wearing um she's got a a bright uh purple cape that kind of hangs over one shoulder and comes down um she's got this um surreal like teal color hair that that falls down over her shoulders um it's got a wave in it that makes it look a little chaotic but not unkempt um and due to her being you know a knight that she actually works as one in her kingdom to uh manage the kind of like affairs and do like knightly duties and, and stuff like that um she is very like poised um but it is unclear if that is just her outward presentation or if she is sort of like uptight like that all of the time. Uh, and she looks down at the two contestants uh, standing in front of her, the potential princesses open for courtship. Uh, which one of you would like to introduce yourself first? Oh, we're playing this game now. <laughs> <laughs> I can go first. Okay. Um, so um, as Raynette looks down, um, she sees one of the contestants is from the uh, the fairy kingdom. And uh, this contestant, uh, she might know, is the Princess Amaryllis, who uses she, they pronouns. Um, Amaryllis has um, this almost like uh glittery skin um sort of like a sort of like a holographic almost um i'm saying this and i'm like oh no i feel sorry for chelsea having to make this <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's sort of like a shines as as uh, light hits her um 
and she's very small, not as small as like a Tinkerbell, but she's definitely on the smaller side. Um, she has these uh, beautiful ethereal wings that sprout from her back that look uh, almost like butter wing- butterfly wings, but are translucent and also like vaguely holographic like her skin. Um, she has uh, she has long purple hair that's that's braided in a single uh, fishtail braid that's over her shoulder. And you can see that she's wearing a dress that looks like it's made of a very large uh, flower petals of, uh, of all different colors on the skirt. And then the top of it is sort of like an, an apricot color. And uh, on her head, she's wearing a large upside down uh, flower resting on her head. So the stem is pointed up like a pointed cap. Oh my god, she's adorable. I love her. No, you. <laughs> um, can, can you say her name for me one more time? Amaryllis. Amaryllis. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, get ready to n- for me to not remember that description, so I hope everyone else has that in their heads. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> uh, the only thing I remember is the pain I'm about to feel when I sit down to draw her. I know. <laughs> As I was like imagining it and saying it, I was like, ooh, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you have it so smooth that like I'm just like uh, <laughs> trying to be like I know what she looks like. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine for mine. It's good. It'll be fine. Is it my turn? Is that what's happening? Yes. Oh no. <laughs> um. So the other princess is Princess Pia, and this princess who uses she they pronouns uh, is a head taller than. The people who had filled the room before and she has long loose curly blonde hair a hawk nose and dark almost black eyes um, she is wearing a crisp collared shirt tucked into loose trousers the color of mango chutney with a little bow tie at the neck and princess pia notably has a small dark red dragon the size of a small cat on one shoulder oh how dare you make me pick the audacity how dare we both like went super super cute i don't think we (laughs) were like i am strong and we're like we're adorable we're cute we only have one speed (laughs) um so after we kind of gaze at each other and uh we we gave our our quick introductions um a is a jester the right word? A jester. A jester comes out and he's carrying a comically large um, hourglass. And he says, Now it is time for the ceremonial asking of questions. You will have until the final grain of sand hits the bottom of the hourglass. And he quick flips it over and he says, Begin! Uh, and I am actually setting a timer myself. Uh-oh. Um, this round will last for 30 minutes. Uh, befuddled, uh, Raynette looks to Amaryllis and, uh, gives her kind of a reserved smile, uh, and says, I suppose we should start the questioning with you. All right. Princess Amaryllis, I must know, what makes you laugh? Um, Princess Amaryllis blinks her large eyes at, um, at, uh, Lady Raynette, and, uh, she says, Oh, I suppose that a lot of things make me laugh, but I think that the most consistent thing is 
when I go out to when I go out to the creek and I see the baby ducks playing together. Oh my god. Who's <laughs> the baby ducks? <laughs> How many eyes do they have? <laughs> oh my god. I didn't even think of that. I was thinking of earlier when I watched an Instagram story of my friend uh, filming baby ducks. <laughs> Amazing. Um Raynette nods and she says, I see. Interesting. Uh, Princess Pia. Yes? What I am curious about is if you could learn any new skill, what would it be? She appears very thoughtful, but her answer is quick. Well, I figure that I would be most suited to learning how to speak with dragons as a new skill that I would like to learn. Um... Princess Renette nods and and looks at her and she says, Do you enjoy learning lots of languages? I don't enjoy learning languages so much as I learn I enjoy learning about dragons, but I've found that I seem to have a proclivity for both. I see, how interesting. And what is the name of this one? And she she gestures to the the tiny dagron on her shoulder. Great question, Chelsea. <laughs> Uh, I knew I'd get you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. One moment. One moment, please. Could do like Ember, like a fiery name. Ooh. Or he could just be like Greg. 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 Um, no, Ember is nice because Ember was the name of the first Dragonborn character I ever played. The first oh. character I ever played D&D for. So I guess uh, nice. we'll just go with that. Uh, this one's name is Ember. Ember, I see. And Ember kind of like lets out like a like a, a call that sounds like wind chimes. Oh, <laughs> it's so cute. Uh, Raina laughs. Um, she looks like she's caught off guard, and she she says, uh, almost no one. I I don't know what sound I was expecting, but it certainly wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> um, she turns back to um, Amaryllis, and she says, um. Princess Amaryllis, I must ask you, who do you admire the most in your life? Um, she uh, thinks about this. Uh, well, no, actually, she doesn't think about it. And uh, she answers pretty immediately. And she says, I think that that would be my mother. She is such a powerful mage and has been such a wonderful fairy queen. I look up to her so much and I hope that one day I will have half the magic skill as she is and be half the leader she is. And if I can, then I think that I will have been quite successful. Hmm. I see. And what kind of magic do you you specialize in? Chelsea asking the hard questions. (laughs) Um, Amarela says, um... Well, most of my magic has to do with uh, with nature and flowers, and um, she, uh, you see this sort of like swirling wind go around her as uh, flowers pop up out of the ground and the petals kind of dance, and she's like waving her hands very gracefully, and she uh, and she smiles at um, at uh, Princess Raynette, um, but she says. Although now I wish I would have specialized more in musical magic because you had such a beautiful laugh when you heard that dragon's call. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> um, Renette softens a little bit and she says, thank you for being considerate of me. Of course. Um, she once again turns to, to Princess Pia and she says, Princess Pia, could you tell me more about what your family is like? 
No. 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 <laughs> We're a no podcast, not a yes and podcast. <laughs> no, give me a minute, podcast. Um. <laughs> well, my father, the king, passed away when I was young, but my, my mother, the queen, has ruled in his stead. Um, she is a wonderful ruler, although she does not understand my interest in dragons. She does agree that it is a valuable skill to learn. Um, I have an older brother. He's the, the crown prince, and he is my best friend and very supportive of me and very supportive of our family. I see. That's wonderful. I am happy that you have support in your life. Uh, she nods uh, graciously, but like a little bit stiffly. Mm. And I think um, throughout this, uh, you might notice that Princess Pia um, stands what seems to be like a little too straight up. Like her posture is like very like stiff, like she's a little uncomfortable in this setting, but not in a way that makes her seem unfriendly. Just awkward. I see. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 I feel it. I vibe it. I vibe it. Vibe it. Uh, <laughs> um, she looks at Amaryllis again and she says, Princess Amaryllis, I must know, how do you feel about how my kingdom handles our relations, specifically with bouts of strength? Um, getting into the <laughs> geopolitical questions now. <laughs> Uh, she says, I quite admire your kingdom's ability to protect itself and show its strength. I think that strength is such an important thing, especially for leaders to have. So I truly do admire, uh, even just now, the strength that you show and the confidence. I think that that's really such a wonderful thing. Um, and she is also going to say... Um, the methods that you show are different than the methods that we show, but I think that that can, but just because it's different doesn't make it bad. I think that our people could learn such wonderful things from each other. Hmm. I see. And Princess Pia, how do you feel about such things? She spreads her hands a little, like out, like a little helplessly and says, I admit I'm not the most up to date on our geopolitical situation um <laughs> I can say that my family has not been disappointed in the actions that your kingdom and my kingdom have undertaken together nor do we seem to harbor any I guess oh what's the word and she, she kind of like trails off and like looks into the distance and then comes back and goes, To get to the point, um, I personally have found that not that your kingdom is wanting, um, but perhaps that there is room for more growth in both of our kingdoms for learning more about dragons. <laughs> and she uh, kind of touches Ember's face a little bit and Ember purrs and... She kind of rushes into talking about how the dragons have kind of been overlooked. 
Um, they're very intelligent creatures that in this world that we have lived in and constructed um, have mostly been treated like they're animals rather than as equally intelligent creatures. And she would like to change that. Uh, Raynette looks a little overwhelmed at the sudden explanation, but not like disapproving. <laughs> <laughs> um, she she kind of like not, shakes herself out of it. And she says, Th- thank you both for your honesty. Um, now, if you will perhaps indulge a selfish question of mine. We all originally came here for the prince. What drew you to him? And since we have not made up a character, feel free to add whatever kind of details mm. you want. Build a man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and she sort of gestures to Princess Everless to, to go first. Um, she says, I was truly drawn to how compassionate the prince was to all of his subjects. I think that he did truly care about his kingdom, and I think that that was just so wonderful of him. Um, and uh, why why did the prince leave again? Did we say? Uh, he 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 left to elope with another woman. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> she says. And even though he chose another, I can't blame anyone for following their heart. I think that that shows that he has a truly good and strong heart that will lead him to all wonderful things. I see. That's kind of you. And what about you, Princess Pia? The prince had a certain um, interest in science and technology that I found particularly attractive. Um, it, it really is a shame that he left so suddenly. I, I have some things that I still would like to talk to him about, but I suppose that eloping won't stop that conversation from happening later. And <laughs> she kind of looks a little irritated. <laughs> it's definitely about the dragons. <laughs> but she sh- like shakes it off and she says nonetheless um, the lack of a prince is not going to deter me because um, you know I have heard quite a bit about you and um, she's like faintly blushing uh, well it's all been good things I am happy that my reputation precedes me may I ask what you've heard Chelsea what have I heard <laughs> uh, that is up to you, my man. <laughs> um, well, I've heard about your strength in battle, and not just that, but the technical skills that you you wield your weapons with, and the um, uh, the the skill with which you lead your uh your fellows and then your those who um are are beneath you um it's all very impressive and i particularly think that it is nice to hear of a leader who who is skilled in those areas who also um, seems to take in more than just the battle at hand when considering a situation i see then, I... sorry, under under her breath, like, real quiet, real fast, and she goes, and you're really pretty. <laughs> oh. Uh, she, it is unknown if she hears you, but she does not respond. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> or she does not react to that. <laughs> um, 
but what she does do is she nods and she says, yes, I find there is a certain uh, feminine, feminine quality that, that many male leaders are missing. Um, and I have been told that I tend to have a dexterity that no man will ever be able to replicate. <laughs> Sorry, she blushes real hard. <laughs> <laughs> There's tittering in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> there is. <laughs> um, what do I want to ask next? I guess then she turns to um, Amaryllis and she says, And Princess Amaryllis, have, have you heard any rumors about me? Um, she says, um, Well, I'm not sure if they're rumors, but I have heard tales of your great adventures and... Um, and uh, tales of your great adventures and the fights that you've had, they're so amazing. They could be in a storybook. I truly admire that about you, truthfully. You have such incredible strength and you've accomplished so many things already. Thank you for your kind words, Amaryllis. Um, and then she says, um, and I've also heard that even though the king and the queen are still in charge, you yourself have become uh, quite, a, quite a kind and strong leader. Um, she smiles and she says, Yes, I, I try to very often. It is not always easy, and it is something I wish to improve on. Um, she says, Well, if you've accomplished this much in this amount of time, I'm sure that you'll grow even more. Thank you for having belief belief in my potential, Princess Amaryllis. Of course. And, um, she is going to, uh, wave her, her hand around and, uh, there's a, uh, around uh, Princess Raynette, she sees a little rose bush sort of grow up next to her, and uh, there's roses that start to appear in it. Ooh. Mm. That, now we're getting magic up in here. I see how it is. <laughs> um, she turns to Princess Pia and she says, Princess Pia, I have a question if you would answer it, so. Of course. May I ask you, if you were a flavor, what flavor would you be? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm making myself laugh. But I, I hope this also makes every all of you, Chelsea and Fiona, laugh too. Because <laughs> <laughs> she very seriously considers the question and says... Well, I think I w- if I were a flavor, I must taste like potato. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Please ask me why. <laughs> yeah, she has an that's, answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Princess Renette uh, looks very taken aback and is trying not to laugh because Chelsea is having a hard time not laughing. <laughs> Um, and she says, uh, Princess Pia, do you, would you mind elaborating? (laughs) (laughs) Well, potatoes are quite versatile and you can, they, they're adaptable to all sorts of situations and they go well with almost anything. And I consider myself to be those things as well. (laughs) Do you make a good vodka? (laughs) (laughs) A tall, strong (laughs) drink of not water? Um, she, Princess Raynette looks impressed, um, and smiles at the answer. She, she goes, 
Uh, Princess Pia, you're so, uh, you're so creative with your words, and I feel as if I understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> well, not trying to say, but what you are saying. I admit that. But you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, um, uh, says thank you, and, um, she, she bows a little bit. Aww. But it's very clear that she's like, oh, a compliment. Yay. Potato Pia. Pia uh, potato. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Amaryllis, what flavor would you be? Hmm, what an interesting question. Well, I hope that I would be something sweet and something that many people can enjoy. But of course, with my powers, I think it should also be uh, somewhat floral. So I would hope that if I were a flavor, I would be a lavender lemonade. Ooh, tasty. Very. <laughs> I see. Um, and as Princess Amaryllis finishes her question, the jester reappears. <laughs> ah. And he, he, he just, he, he makes a, a very, um, comical pose. And he says, it is the 10 minute warning and time for the dates to ask their single question. Oh no. Oh shit. To the lead. Hmm. Or to, to the prince, and then he looks up at uh, Renette and goes, well, princess, you know what I mean. And he sort of, like, skitters out. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, and Renette smiles and kind of, like, adjusts herself ready to, to answer a question, and she looks at um, Princess Pia first. Ooh, how dare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, princess Pia um, asks, well, ugh. Princess Pia says, well... You have asked us several questions and learned more about us. Um, It would be nice to learn more about you. And so I ask you, during your daily routine, if there is one, what is your favorite part of the day? She looks very thoughtful for a moment. And she says, I think my favorite part of the day is in the early morning before I am helped into my armor walking amongst the sunrise with the, the a gentle breeze upon me it's a serene way to start my day and to remember how important it is to not get caught up in everything around you uh, pia nods very seriously but it's very clear that she is impressed <laughs> does that satisfy you princess pia it satisfies me in the way that only asking one question can, of course. I <laughs> hope in the future that I might be able to ask you more questions. Of course, Princess Pia. And she turns to uh, Amaryllis and she says, Princess Amaryllis, what will you ask of me? Hmm. <laughs> um, Amaryllis says, um, well, I suppose that my question is, if if you selected me, how do you think that we could work together to make both of our kingdoms stronger? Hmm. Now I'm asking you how, the geopolitical yeah, question. How, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> well, I guess she actually says, um, how would we work together to improve both of our kingdoms? Not necessarily make them stronger. Right. Princess Renette thinks for a moment, and she says, well, obviously, we would have to I don't know. Fuck around and find out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think think what we would have to begin with 
is assessing the ways both of our kingdoms truly excel. Once we find what our similarities are, we can begin to weed out the weaknesses between us. Um, of course, this is something we'd have to do by consulting our people with kindness and compassion, but only through doing that can we improve the strength of, of both of our kingdoms. Um, Amaryllis uh, nods along and she, th- and she says, I think that that's a wonderful answer, and I must say that we have very similar ideas on how we would go about that. I, I am very happy to hear that, Princess Amaryllis. The time, there, there's a, a, a growing tension as the, the final uh, grains of sand uh, drop from the, the hourglass. hourglass. Like sand through an hourglass. These are the <laughs> of our lives. Um, <laughs> as the final grains of sand drop through the hourglass. Um, and once the final one falls, the jester comes back out and he sort of like does a, a hardcore parkour backflip landing on to- atop the comically large hourglass. And he says, the time it is, is up. It is now time to decide on a bride. And everyone kind of like chatters about at, at, at that. Um, and so now we have to do mechanics. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, it is time for us to select a winner. Dun, dun, dun. I need to reveal what the interest cards were. Ooh. And for those listening at home, uh, before we started playing, um, I had Fiona and Caitlin both send me interest cards. They had to write something that I was supposed to be interested in. Um, and I w- randomly selected um, two of those uh, answers that were submitted to me. Um, and when we are deciding who wins, we have to base that on the interest cards in play. So the two things that Princess Renette was interested in was kindness and science and technology. So based on how you guys kind of introduced yourselves to me, uh, we need to decide which one of you hit those two interests better or the best. I want to say that um, that Princess Pia did. I mm. kind of think so too. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm kind See, of happy that uh, we didn't have the one of the ones that was not selected was magic, and having magic and science would have been real hard. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All of it, magic, um, but also not magic. <laughs> See, I would argue though that Princess Amaryllis definitely shows kindness pretty well mm-hmm. and then also just because she has magic doesn't mean that she, her magic can't be used in a way that it would be science and technology given say that like boom rosebush situation mm-hmm. that yeah. could be used for certain science and technological aspects as well although i know that specifically wasn't exactly what she was going for at that point right yeah. now I, I, I was just going to say i think that um, Pia more directly fits it though because I think that Pia especially like embodied kindness when she went on her uh, spiel about um, like dragons rights and um, she also like was really nice like she gave her like very sincere like compliments and stuff like that and she did bring up like you know like science and interest in that and a lot of her answers to the questions um, 
Yeah. I like that we're arguing for each other. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess another kind of like deciding factor if this matters at all or sways anybody one way or the other is if you want to consider, you know, we talked about how to um, like manage our, our kingdoms or whatever. And mm-hmm. Amaryllis sort of showed more proficiency or more interest in it than than Pia. If you want to consider that a mm-hmm. like a like a science, quote unquote, it's like a like a social science, perhaps. Mm. I will argue it is a science. <laughs> it's <true>. very biased. <laughs> it is definitely a science. Mm. Hmm. Although yeah. in that case, we've hard science versus soft science. However, oh boy, <laughs> we're getting we've into some weird territory no! on this podcast. <laughs> Bring Tom in here; he'll know. <laughs> Gosh. Um. So, yeah. I still think Pia personally. Well, if we are at an impasse, I will. I will roll a die. Well. <laughs> I think that. Uh, well, I I will say Pia because I think that that is a fair answer, but I don't think that um, Amaryllis was necessarily approaching it in a scientific way. Mm-hmm. I, was, I think she was more approaching it in sort of like a feelings way. That's fair. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, yay, you picked Pia. But I'm also like, no, you didn't pick Amaryllis. <laughs> so that's uh, where I'm at. Do do we want to pick Pia officially? Going once, going twice, sold. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Pia. Um, Practical potato Pia. Now I need you to reveal if you were here for the right reasons or here for the wrong reasons. Um, Amaryllis was here for the wrong reasons. <laughs> but <Ba-ba-ba. laughs> Amaryllis was here because she thought that this would be a good alliance. Um, uh, and she was trying to smooth her way into victory. Wahaha. Yeah. And what about Pia? Pia was here for the right reasons. Oh, She's also here for the dragons. We picked right. To be fair. <laughs> we did pick right. <laughs> but I don't think that counts as an ulterior motive when she's like very upfront about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was sort of thinking for Amarilla, she has like this theme of like sacrificing a lot for others within her kindness. So she's sort of like doing the opposite of the prince, sort of, like, sacrificing the idea of, like, true love or connection to just, like, make a strong, like, you know, political alliance. Aw. I'm glad that Pia won. Wonderful. My, my very good princesses. Um, so the the crowd waits in anticipation for, for Princess Renette to, to crown her, her princess, um, and she has this like elaborate crown of flowers that are made of diamonds, I guess. <laughs> uh, that's the the crop of this country, diamond flowers. <laughs> diamond flowers, yeah. Um, and she sort of like descends this um, tiny stairway to, to come down to the princesses, and the crowd is is tense with with anticipation of. Who, who will be crowned the winner of the royal meet-cute? Um, and the Princess Renette stops about halfway between the two of you before, uh, she smiles sadly at Amaryllis and turns to Princess Pia and reaches up to, uh, to crown her. 
uh, Pia being, you know, <laughs> a head taller than, than Princess Renette. I think she would um, uh, incline her head slash bend down slightly. I don't know how tall Renette is, but she would make it easier for her to do so. Good. Um, and she says, uh, Princess Pia, would you be interested in beginning a courtship? Yes, I would. And she's got a big, broad smile on her face. And the crowd cheers, and Aww. there's magical confetti, and music <laughs> plays, and they hold hands as they walk out. Aww. <laughs> Yay! Um, and that is the end of part one. Ooh. Now we must do part two, which is the date. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the intermission of Dating.Sim. I hope you're having an excellent time and are enjoying the series of romance games contained in Candlelight. We really love bringing you these games that don't normally get featured on actual play podcasts. Allow me to introduce you to the cast for this season. Fiona L.F. Kelly is a writer and showrunner for Project Derailed. You'll know her both as a GM and player on various seasons of Fables. She's headed seasons like Curse and Loss, where she's run Curse of the House of Brookwood and Babes in the Woods. She's also a player on Tales of the Voidfair, a D&D 5e Spelljammer-inspired podcast where she plays Ravnus, a Githyanki pirate. She also runs Big Streaming Pile, a podcast about bad movies on streaming services. You can find both of these podcasts wherever you're listening to this episode right now. Caitlin Camp is a good friend of Fables Around the Table, and has been on previous seasons Tiffany and Loss as a player. She was also featured as a guest player on Tales of the Voidfarer. She's a plant wizard and a cat wrangler, and you can find her at sunshine underscore Kate, K-A-I-T, on Instagram. And I'm Chelsea Rexinger. I'm the art director for Project Derailed, and I've also been on various seasons of Fables. I was the GM behind Tainted Love and Tiffany, where we played Visigoths vs. Mogoths and Bluebeard's Bride. Uh, when I'm not working on art or editing for Project Derailed, I also run a online candle shop. Do you like candles and wish you could incorporate your tabletop hobby into them? Plot Kindling Candles make sway wax candles inspired by your tabletop characters. You can find us on Etsy at etsy.com slash shop slash plot kindling candles to search our D&D line or start your own custom character candle today. We want to thank you for listening to Project Derailed Podcast, and if you'd like to see more of our projects, you can find us at projectderailed.com. You can support us at Patreon at patreon.com slash projectderailed, and you can also support us by rating our podcasts on Apple Music and now Spotify. We also have a Discord server. Come say hi by joining from our website. I want to thank you again for listening to this season. Um, these anthology seasons are a lot of work to put together, but we're always so happy with how they turned out in the end. And I would strongly recommend you try any of the games we played on any of the episodes for this season. Well, it seems you've made it through another ad break. Please continue to enjoy this final episode of Fables Around the Table, Candlelight.
Um, so now in round two, colon, the date, the tables have turned. Um, so the first thing we need to do is establish what our, our first date is going to be. Ooh. Hmm. Where do princesses go on dates? Uh, perhaps, and, and you may veto this, and Fiona, you've got input on this too. Uh, perhaps, um... Princess Pia takes Raynette to see, like, one of the caves that she studies dragons in or something like that. Oh, that would be so cute. And Please they have, on a like, dragon-themed date. They yeah. could go riding dragons after, if that's a Ooh. thing that yeah, or, It could be a thing. Or, or we have to go to the cave to get on a dragon, and then we can uh, go to some place for a scenic picnic. I know. I was just thinking this. Uh, a plus. A plus date. Yeah. Already. <laughs> Yes, um, that one. Cool. Cave, dragons, dragon ride, picnic, watch the sunset. Excellent. A perfect date. A perfect date to fall in love at. <laughs> um, once the stage is set, or I guess now that we have established what the date is, uh, control falls to Caitlin. Uh, ah! Uh, you narrate uh, the story until um, Fiona and I, as um, Princess Raynette, needs to decide something. Um, you'll cue us for making decisions by asking us what, what we do. Oh, boy. Uh, so so you get to be the DM for a while. <laughs> I know. I was like, I read this and I don't know if I like internalized this part. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad that we we have a setup for what we are going to do. Just yeah. like Bluebeard's Bride. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get Annie on here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let me just take a look see at the rest of... Yeah. Okay, and... so, so it's me being like, here's what's going on. What do you do? And then you mm-hmm. two choosing what happens next for what Raynette does. Yeah, so so what will happen, you'll ask us what we'll do, and then Fiona and I will compete. Uh, we will both, we will offer um, competing ideas of what Raynette chooses to do, and then you will pick which one fits best, and then okay. uh, we will roleplay the option out. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, and that is cool. Okay, so following the ceremony where Princess Pia has been crowned the winner of round one. The two princesses will be going on a date to one of Princess Pia's dragon caves. How do they get to the cave? Do we have cars? We do not have cars. We uh, have carriages. They go so on an epic an epic hike into they go the on an forest. And yeah, they climb maybe... a little mountain. They're strong. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's a, a cave that is, like, actually secretly close that, like, Ooh, that Princess knows Pia about. knows about. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So, then Princess Pia takes um, Princess Raynette by the hand, and she leads her into the forest down a path that Princess Raynette had not ever seen before. And as they go, Princess Pia asks Princess Renette. Well, says, Princess Renette, I, I very much appreciate that you chose me, and I hope that you'll enjoy what I have to show you. And then 
I hope Princess Renetta's okay with it. And then <laughs> they continue on until Princess Pia leads her to a cave. And she, Princess Pia gestures inside. And I'm going to ask, what does Princess Renette do? Hmm. <laughs> this seems like a danger cave. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Princess Renette goes bravely in. And uh, how how far away do we do these, like, actions? Do I, like, narrate, like, a lot and to give you more to, like, oppose? Uh, do whatever feels right, right in your heart. Yeah, so I, I, I think that she's, you know, she's a knight, so she's gonna go. This is, like, her, her thing. She goes, like, boldly in, sort of, like, shoulders back, chests out to uh, face whatever is in the cave and also show her new love that she fears nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I think, uh, Renette looks quizzically at the cave and looks at, uh, Princess Pia and seems suspicious, uh, <laughs> and sort of wants to, to give her a once over before darting into the cave. Hmm. I think that the latter option would be the probably a, a good option in this since we've just met princess pia and she does not um she is not as well known i suppose so she would completely understand and kind of expect princess Raynette to be like why are you bringing me in this cave uh okay so so we, we stop at the, the entrance of the cave and Raynette kind of looks up and down and looks uh princess pia uh once over and she asks have have I wooed you incorrectly? What are we doing here? You've wooed me just fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I love her. Um, <laughs> um, and she, she blushes really hard and she goes, Well, I have something to show you and it's inside the cave. And I hope that you'll trust me because I'm not trying to do anything nefarious. Or any, that, that would have not occurred to me until literally just now when you gave me that look. But... Um, yes, I have, um, maybe something to show you, and then Ember will, um, jump off of Princess Pia's shoulder and fly into the cave. And you hear, like, the little echoes of little chimes down, like, echoing off the walls. Does, does Ember, like, light some torches, or are we just walking just into a dark-ass cave? A light mysteriously shows up at the down into the tunnel, and hey. she, Pia holds out her hand and um, offers it to Princess Raynette, and she says, "Don't worry, I can show you. I'll guide you." What do you think? Do we take her hand? I think that she takes her hand. I think, I think that, we, that makes sense. I think we take her hand too. Lead us away, Princess Pia. Yeah. Take my she hand. Lets Pia take the lead and uh, go forward as she sees like how excited and passionate Pia is. So, Princess Pia leads Princess Raynette into the cave. And as they go, it becomes darker. But Princess Pia's footing is sure and she leads her on to a path where... The footing is stable for both of them. And as they round a bend in the cave, there is a light ahead from 
ember who appears to be glowing a Ooh. dim red sort of light. <laughs> That's not <laughs> ominous at all. <laughs> no, it's romantic. <laughs> um, and she, Princess Pia squeezes Princess Raynette's hand and then leads her through an opening that is very difficult to see and when they come through the opening after crawling through a short tunnel in the cave they come to a cavern filled with beautiful crystals and they're all glowing faintly with a little bit of a blue light and princess pia gestures and says aren't the dragons beautiful and princess renette could see maybe that she did not see initially that the crystals are certainly there but amongst the crystals there appear to be faces dragon faces and they're all looking at them (laughs) (laughs) what does princess renette do I think that Princess Raynette cautiously reaches out and touches the face of one of the dragons. And I think Princess Raynette is a bigger scaredy pants than we know. <laughs> uh, we and have she... the brave Raina and the scaredy cat Raynette. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she takes a step back and like is ready to draw her sword. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Fiona. Tell me more. Yeah, Princess Raynette, um, sort of like is surprised at first and, and maybe takes like a little bit of a step back when she realizes that the dragons are there, but seeing how happy Princess Pia is and uh, looking at all the dragons all around her, she's also kind of like fascinated and uh, she reaches out and uh, touches the, the, um, the nose of one of the dragons and feels it's like scaly dragon face and like sort of like pets pets it gently a good dragon boy (laughs) yeah me when i see an animal i have to touch it immediately (laughs) same they have to know we love it (laughs) or i guess before i start trying to touch them i'm definitely talking to them (laughs) like hello little friend look at you aren't you so cute but I'd like to think that Pia also does that. Where she went from like very like analytical and kind of awkward to just like cooing over the little dragons. Aww. And I think that like Raynette is sort of like looking at what Pia is doing and like mimicking it, but also like a little bit swooning because it's really cute. <laughs> See, and they're all really cool dragons because they're all like they 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 fit in very well with the crystals in the cave. And Princess Pia is pointing all of this out and like, isn't this impressive? Look how cool they are. Did you know this was here? Because I found it on my way in. And <laughs> um, I think Princess Pia would then, um, after they've spent some time um, petting the dragons, because you gotta. Because you gotta. <laughs> that... Um, she taps Pr- Princess Raynette on the shoulder, and she leads her towards a dragon that she had not seen before, who it seems so big 
that Princess Raynette's not quite sure how she missed this one before. And this one is big enough for both of them to ride together. And Princess Pia um, snuggles <laughs> this dragon's face and says very seriously, this is my friend who has a name. I definitely... This is Dragon McDragonface. <laughs> this is my friend who has a name. What's a good dragon name? Jeff. Jeff! <laughs> <laughs> this is my friend Jeff. And Jeff agreed that he could take us to a lookout point if you'd like to go with me. What does Princess Reyna do? Ba ba ba. I'll let you go first since I went first last two times. Ah, uh, the audacity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I think Princess Raynette, uh, while looking nervous, says, yes, of course, as long as you'll lead the way and, and protect me from whatever we might find there. Hmm. I think that Princess Raynette sort of, like, sees, so she is indicating that you're going to go on this dragon and ride it, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so I think that Princess Raynette sort of, like, looks at the dragon and is kind of, like, intimidated by it, and um, she says, um, are you sure that this is safe? Um, maybe we can just, we can just walk there for now and work up to this. Hmm. Uh, Chelsea. Good. I was like, don't pick dragon rides. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, and I think that's a really good, um, like a good character development moment. Mm -hmm. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, Buzz won't ride dragons. Yeah. Ride dragons. (laughs) Oh, always the option you pick. Always ride dragons. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chelsea. Tell me more about your option. Um, she she looks at the dragon and she looks at Princess P and she says, "Uh, you'll you'll lead the way and you'll protect me through all of this, correct?" Princess Pia looks a little shocked, but also, um, has like a belated realization that perhaps she may have misjudged the proposal, and says, "Oh well, of course I will protect you." Um, I had not considered that perhaps that riding a dragon might be, um, something that might be, I guess I just hadn't considered that perhaps other people had not done it, but I guess that's why I'm doing, that's why I'm doing all of this. Anyway, what I propose is that you sit behind me and I'll hold on to the dragon and you hold on to me. Yes, of course. I will do as you direct. Uh, and as they they mount to the dragon, um, Princess Ringnut hugs um, Princess Pia's waist very tightly and very warmly. Mm. So cute. And so, Jeff, the dragon, <laughs> Jeff finds, the dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff crawls out of a passage in the back of this cavern and. They emerge into the afternoon sun, and they are at the edge of a forest. And Jeff 
finds a clearing pretty quickly. The ground is all marked up where it looks like dragon claws might have uh, torn up the ground in that area as they're taking off and landing. And Jeff takes off and they're flying. They're aloft in the air and they're holding on to each other and it's really cute. And Jeff is really good at flying, so it's not very bumpy at all. Uh, I, I sort of imagine Raynette is like holding on and like laughing wildly as they go. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. And I think, um, what is it? Is it <laughs> in How to Train Your Dragon, though, where the dragon's like, Meow, and they go really high up in the air and like do some like fancy tricks, although Jeff is not trying to scare Princess Raynette. That to be clear. Uh-huh. Jeff's just trying to show off. <laughs> and then they go above the clouds and they can see the sun. It's all very nice. And then the sun disappears from up there and it's time to come back down. And they've got what appear to be a few options as they're descending. Um, there's a um a cliffside overlooking um, a large body of water, perhaps a river. Um, there is a mountainside ledge that also looks very inviting. And there is a ground level spot next to a burbling stream that still has a clear look the sunset when it happens and princess pia asks princess Raynette, where would you like to go what would you like to do Ooh. um our options are a burbling stream and more different to water <laughs> um the, the a cliff overlooking a river cliff. a okay. mountainside and ground level overlook like next to a burbling stream okay Fiona, I will let you go first since I went first last time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she's going to do uh, the uh, ground level next to a burbling stream looking at the sunset. And then I guess I want to be on the cliff. Uh, An because... element of danger. Wahaha. <laughs> <laughs> um, because after being in the air for the first time in her entire life, Rena is uh, thrilled by the uh, the the experience of being at such a high elevation. My gosh, can you imagine these knights riding dragons? This is like the best political marriage ever. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my god, this is Game of Thrones. I just realized. <laughs> uh oh! Don't tell anyone. We we there's did some it? other parts of that that we're ignoring. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. It's Game of Thrones. Uh, we don't even have any wolves. <laughs> <laughs> we can get some. It's not too late. No. I'm sure there's another princess who also picnic, has wolves. They find a wolf. <laughs> and then there are wolves. Huh. Let's see. We did not help Caitlin make a decision. <laughs> didn't. I gave I gave options. Well, the problem is, is I like all of the options that you're given, and I suffer from options paralysis frequently um and then i made it worse by making their like giving my giving you three options i still get two options and then i have to choose one option like what if we choose all of the options um (laughs) that was the trick the whole time it's all the same location we're just sitting at different spots (laughs) 
<laughs> we are all still watching the sunset. Um, hmm. I honestly, I, I don't know which one I like more. And I would like to ask for your input on which one you guys think would fit Reyna most. Mostly because this feels scary that I'm given a lot of the control over how round two no, is happening. Good. So no, you're fine. <laughs> Um, I, I know, but I just like, I want to take an input. Yeah. I like Chelsea's explanation a lot that she like wanted that feeling of flying still. I, I, I just also like my, my reason, but I don't want to be that person. Be that um, person. Be confident <laughs> in your choices. Then we can be that person. Okay. So we can go with Chelsea's option. Um, yeah. So then I think uh, Raynette is still like bubbly and, and laughing about uh, being in the air and she sort of points to this cliffside and she says, I, th- I think we should go there. So they go. So they go. <laughs> um, and Onward. They sh- <laughs> I imagine they, they land gently and um, Princess Pia helps Rena off of uh, the dragon and she's got like jello sea legs from, from not standing on ground for so long even though it's only been like mm-hmm. a, a hot second in the air. <laughs> Um, and Reyna seems like she has this kind of, like, um, enthusiasm of, like, a small child, you know, uh, being in the air riding a dragon, what kind of, uh, fantasy, you know, has this just fulfilled? Um, and she sort of, like, beams at, at Princess Pia. Oh. I think Princess Pia, um, sees the big old beam, and she asks, may I hug you? Yes, and of course. <laughs> and they and do a hug. They do a hug. <laughs> well, she didn't um, want to just butt in with a hug. Yeah, and I think um, it's like got the intensity where um, uh, Princess Rena is kind of like a strong girl, and she does one of those like spin hugs, <laughs> where they kind of like uh, spin around for a hot second. And uh, Rena smiles, and she says. Thank you for showing this to me, Pia. It's truly a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Uh, the awkward Caitlin part of me was just like finger guns. There's more of the more of that where that came from, <laughs> but it. I don't think that's do what it. Pia would do. <laughs> but sure, we'll we'll say that's what Pia does because <laughs> now she's being silly because she's feeling a little more relaxed because Princess Renette is um, pretty receptive to. The date and the dragons and everything. And they then get to sit and watch the sunset. And Princess Pia kind of looks around and goes, Oh, oh, well, it is dinner time, isn't it? And she pulls, she like rummages through her pockets. <laughs> she she and, reaches inside the clothes. And she pulls dragon. out a potato. <laughs> <laughs> she could reach. No. <laughs> That's really tempting, though. Um, she pulls out, like, a little pouch that she had that has um, some hard cheeses and some dried meats. And she offers them to Princess Raynette. And she's like, I I admit I did not think ahead about the eating part of the, the evening. Um, I could work on that. <laughs> and she offers them to... Um, princess Rena. what does she do oh man this would be an awkward moment to find out that Renette's a vegetarian 
<laughs> We're a vegan. Uh-oh. Pia's like, luckily I know about foraging. I know. That's what I was thinking about. Oh, no. We're becoming one with the minds. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think uh I think I think for my my suggestion, uh Raynette sort of like pulls out a, a small knife and starts uh hunking off some some uh meat and cheese for, for their little makeshift charcuterie board. <laughs> um I think that uh that Raynette takes it and eats it like a barbarian just hands and like ripping <laughs> violently with her with her teeth and you know just just absolutely going for it. <laughs> my my predicate instincts are are going off. <laughs> Mental image wise, I'm really loving Fiona's option. Do so it. I'm gonna go with Do that. It. <laughs> I will sit over here and cringe in silence. <laughs> There's no bread involved. It's okay. There's no bread involved, so you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, but you're 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 chewing on a on a stick of meat <laughs> with your bare hands. <laughs> Isn't that what jerky is? I guess. <laughs> so says I, who ha- just will not eat jerky. Uh, but yeah, Fiona, what happens? Yeah. Um, yeah, she uh, enthusiastically uh, munches down on this dragon broiled meat from Pia's bag. <laughs> Just absolutely going for it. It gets a little messy in the process. And then um, they were by like a waterfall, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Did I make that up? Yes, but I like it. Okay, so then, <laughs> okay. Uh, so she goes over and sort of like rinses her hands and hands in the in the stream and, and like splashes her face a little bit and uh, comes back and sits back contentedly with a now full belly and a uh, pretty lady. <laughs> so I I'm imagining that that Tia has also eaten during this exchange, but I also love the idea. <laughs> But she eats of all Raynette, of it. Like, I was, I was kind yeah. of imagining she ate all of it. I like it. I think, I think Pia would be like, "Wow, you have such a good appetite. I'll have to bring more next time." Oh no! But she, she looks more like, in like, surprised but like, wowed. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't think she considered this option. She's just like, wow. oh, all right, okay, more food next time. Got it. Got to remember more food in the first place. Maybe not just meats and cheeses. Renette is a, a poised nightly person until you offer her a meat stick. <laughs> I feel like he has seen this with dragons before, so she's like, yes, perfect. <laughs> There's this, like, fascination as she watches. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so they sit. (laughs) I'm just still thinking about this. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. (laughs) I'm sorry, Rudy's character, Chelsea. (laughs) No, it's just, like, everything's been so, like, prim and proper and, like, courtly. And then she just inhales. (laughs) (laughs) We found out what the, the, like, 
the uh, I guess the the as I guess a crack in the armor was yeah. in the prim and proper, and it was when she sits down to eat dinner. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like showing that she's comfortable. I like that. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. <laughs> and then I think we are you good, Fiona? Is that mm-hmm. um, the where you want to go? Yeah. Okay. So Princess Pia and Princess Raynette having at least one-sidedly finished their dinner. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's like, oh, did you want any? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> they sit and they watch the sun as it begins to set. And Princess Pia um, looks out at the sunset and at the waterfall, at Jeff, who still hasn't left, and at Princess Raynette. And she lingers on Princess Renette the most. And she says, Well, we got to do a little bit of getting to know each other at the ceremony. Would you like to talk some more now? Or would you like to sit in what I hope would be companionable silence? (laughs) Either one is fine. I just want to make sure you're comfortable. I want to talk to you more, but if you don't want to talk to me, that's fine, too. (laughs) If you want to linger on the sunset, that's cool because it's really pretty. And also, this is cool and fine for you to dwell in it. But also, I would love to talk to you. What does Princess Raynette do? (laughs) I'm going to say silence. So what I think should happen, because, you know, I have the best opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think when, uh, I think Renette picks up on sort of like the, not awkwardness, but sort of like the, the, the comfortable shyness that, that Princess Pia has, um, she sits down on the blanket and scoots real close to her and sort of, um, wraps a arm around her shoulder to pull her in to, uh, cuddle for a little bit, uh, and says, of course we can continue to talk. I... I love to know more about you. That one. <laughs> it's so cute. I just need a moment. <laughs> but feel free to further elaborate, Chelsea. Uh, yeah. So, uh, they they sit on their little blanket or whatever that I may may or may not have just willed into the scene. We got it. There uh, was a blanket. Yeah. It was and... Jeff's. Yeah. <laughs> his his riding blanket. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. I did not tally my date points. I have been keeping I, track I, of them. Yeah. You have? Okay, good. Sorry, yeah. I completely forgot that was No, it's to. okay. <laughs> so they're on the blanket and uh, Renette has sort of like situated them so that Pia is able to sort of like lean comfortably on her. Uh, and she smiles at her and she says, what else would you like to know about me, Princess Pia? Princess Pia uh, looks thoughtful. And then she laughs. And I don't actually think that she's super laughed. I've laughed a lot. But I don't think (laughs) Princess Pia has like genuinely laughed until right now. And then she just kind of shrugs and she goes, everything. Whatever you want to tell me. And I hope eventually that the things that you might not want to talk about might be things that you might be willing to share later. But right now, whatever you want to share with me i would welcome uh she she chuckles warmly and she says you know 
I think that's a, a bargain I can I can take. Um, and she thinks for another minute before she says, you know, tonight was the first time I've ever been off the ground before. Oh, really? Yes, I've always dreamed as a as a little girl to, to fly in the air, but I never knew it would be on something as magical as a dragon. Dragonflight is magnificent, and I'm glad that you got this chance. That's so... She, like, gathers herself. She's like, <laughs> it's... <laughs> she... Yeah, uh, Rita chuckles and she says, I'm only lucky I was able to share it with someone as magnificent as you. Oh, right in the fields. <laughs> we get a super blush and she like leans into um, Princess Raynette. And I think for once it's like actually very much just like, oh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I've got nothing. Brain wiped clean. Uh, yeah, and I think, um, Renette picks up on that, and she chuckles and kind of, like, uh, hugs her tight, and they, they watch the sunset for a little bit. Yay! Hmm. And I shall give control back to you, ha 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 ha. How many decisions have we gone? Um, I believe that was five. So I believe we need one more. Gosh, I'm, just as, like, a, a fun fact... I looked at the mirror, and I am still, like, I've got, like, a perma-blush going on. <laughs> I'm like, it's too cute. Uh-oh, too cute. <laughs> My face is all hot. Whew. Is that how I left off? It was, like, we're snuggling. We're talking. Yeah. Yeah, snuggling, watching the we sunset. Are, we are quietly watching the sunset, yeah. Hmm. Your place or mine. <laughs> <laughs> As they watch the sunset, Princess Pia has been very closely snuggled to Princess Raynette, as that seems to be where both of them have been most comfortable while they were talking. And I think Princess Pia looks very seriously, but with the big heart eyes at Princess Raynette and she's listening attentively as Princess Raynette talks and nodding along and asking pertinent questions but there's a comfortable silence and Princess Pia not quite sure if the moment is right but thinking it probably is asks Princess Raynette may I kiss you and what does Princess Raynette do? Ooh Ooh all right, who's going first? <laughs> uh, I will go first. Uh, and she says yes and does a smooch. And that's my input. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that um, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. So I think that Princess Renette um, says um, no, but then she says, you're the one who should be kissed and gives her a smooch. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Trying to be conflicting, but also I want them to smooch. <laughs> what flavor of smooch do we want? <laughs> Potato. Potato smooch. Potato smooch. <laughs> I think I taste like a potato. 
This is why you. God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I love the things that like Caitlin comes up with during these games. Like I never expect so them, good. but they always stick in my mind for so long after. <laughs> Note that I have done these things in real life to people before, and it's just, it's funny. I'm like, look, here's the here's the answer that I think makes, it. it's not the as good as the answer that's making me laugh, but here is that answer also. <laughs> um, Fiona, tell me more. Fiona. Um, so I think, I'm imagining in my head because we said like, sort of like anime and cartoon earlier I'm imagining like she goes in for the smooch and Princess Pia her eyes open wide in surprise then they close as they share a passionate kiss as the last rays of the sun go down slowly um, leaving them in darkness with the only light around them being uh, the light coming from uh, coming from the dragons. I'm imagining that they're somewhat like glowy in the dark, like a little bit, since they're cave dragons. Yeah. Like they're a little bit bioluminescent. And uh, yeah, the light of the dragons and the stars above them. It's just so cute. <laughs> no, you. Oh! How dare. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, they smooched. Smooched. We have been smooched. Um, so if my count is correct, I believe we are tied with date points. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> what does the tie mean again? Uh, if there's a tie, we play one additional tiebreaker turn. <laughs> Ooh. How do we follow up a smooch? Ah, uh, your place or mine? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hmm. Uh, perhaps. Uh, so the person who has the most date points, um, is the person who gets to sort of like finish the date, right? Uh, we get mm -hmm. to describe how how the date comes to a conclusion. Mm -hmm. Um, what? If we both sort of like started describing what we thought would happen, and then Caitlin can decide which one of us she wants to have finish. Okay, that works for me. Since we're sort of at like a, a natural conclusion to the date anyway, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and you should go first, <laughs> and I should go first. Um. Oh shit. <laughs> um. I think that. Princess Raynette is, um, I think that she's going to tell Princess Pia that it has been a wonderful date, and, um, I'm trying to think of what, like, a knight would do. I think she's going to go by the waterfall and pick some of the flowers that are there and offer them to, um, Princess Pia and say, um, I must retire for the night, but I would love to see you again and maybe we can find more dragon caves together and i think what happens is um as the night starts to to come to a close the sunset is now completely down and there's just uh the moon and stars above um renette holds uh princess pia a little a little tighter um to to keep each other warm and she says I've had the most magical night with you, Princess Pia. 
I wish it didn't have to end. And then more conversation, I suppose. (laughs) I think I would like to go with Chelsea's option. Wahahaha. Um, so they're, they're holding each other tight. Uh, and she says, I, I wish the night didn't have to end. And then um, it doesn't. Eternal night. Eternal night forever. Um, and she, she asks, um, uh, Princess Pia, maybe this is a little forward, but would you like to come back to my quarters for the rest of the night? Princess Pia is blushing furiously, but puts her hand in to uh, (laughs) Princess Raynette's and leads her back to Jeff. Jeff. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And they they both climb upon Jeff the mighty dragon. Uh, What, What a good boy. And they they fly off into the uh, star-studded night, uh, Raynette holding tightly onto uh, Pia's body as they spend a night a, a comfortable night together, uh, where they may or may not do more uh, sexy stuff. Ooh. But that. That is something for a different podcast. Derailed after dark. <laughs> That's the Patreon exclusive <laughs> content. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, one final part of the game. Uh, now we, we jump ahead in time to a point of the dates choosing. So, Caitlin, you will narrate a final scene that gives us a sense of whether or not our relationship worked out, what we're doing, have we moved on, uh, that kind of stuff. So so what happened to Princess Pia and Princess uh, Renette? Hmm. In my version of what happens with Princess Pia and Princess Renette, um, they go out on more dates. Good. They see more sights. I like it. They see more dragons. Princess Raynette tries to teach uh, Princess Pia how to use different types of weapons with varying success. <laughs> Princess Pia is enthusiastic, but not necessarily coordinated, but she's determined to practice, so they do morning practices together. Ah, uh, I like it. And I'd like to think that Princess Amaryllis, while she was initially there for the dating game, um, becomes a close friend and ally to both Princess Raynette's and Princess Pia's respective countries. And they also become pretty close friends, Aww. despite all of the differences between them. But they have more similarities than than not. Uh, and Amaryllis gets invited to the wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah. If there is a wedding. <laughs> and Oh, yeah. And eventually there is a wedding. And it's super cute and super serious and full of lots of blushes and very, very loving looks and dragons and bow ties. Mm -hmm. Can't forget the bow ties. Lots of bow ties. Uh, Well, most important question, what 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 are the princesses wearing at this this wedding? Probably wedding slash coronation of of the two of them. (laughs) I think 
Princess Pia would still be wearing trousers, but like very wide legged, like it looks like a skirt uh-huh. trousers. And she's chosen them in um, the same color as Ember, actually. Aww. And um, she is wearing a uh, a pretty ruffly top that's a little bit different than her her usual collared shirt. And there is a brooch shaped like um, Princess Raynette's favorite weapon Aww. on her chest. I love it. Um, and Renette's probably wearing like a full like English English queen like wedding gown. So she's like in the big bell um, with like all of the train and, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but notably as part of her like um, bodice, it's still like um, a breastplate of, of knight armor. And they smooch. <laughs> and then they smooch. And then they smooch. <laughs> The tagline of this season. <laughs> and they live happily Aww. ever after. The end. The end. <laughs> Roll credits. Oh, that's uh, so cute. I love that. Yay. That is so cute. Um. My heart is full once again, listeners. Somewhere out there, there's a royal waiting to take your heart away, just like the gentle Princess Pia. I'm afraid that's the end of our broadcast, my dear listeners. I hope we were able to caress your heart with our tantalizing stories. Until next time, embrace love, seek out warmth, and just maybe a little romance will come your way soon. Until we meet by the candlelight once again. Thanks for tuning in. As you walk down the sidewalk, passing shops of all kinds, the cold wind stinging against your cheeks as the snow beneath your feet gives a light crunching, you see a sign above your goal, Chronicle Comics. You open the door, the ding of the bell letting the clerk know someone has entered. He looks up at your familiar face and says, Hey, uh, that comic you were picking up ended its run, but it looks like the company printing it as uh, something new out. And he hands you a comic. On the cover, a city along the water at night, searchlights across the dark sky. In each light are four faces with names and contrastingly colorful font below them. Falcon Girl. No, he would not be impressed. He'd be like 50 times more pissed than he already is at me. Royale. Yeah, watching and seeing what happens isn't stopping the crime. Remix! Am I the only one confused why Quasi can whisper? Quasi Raptor! Quasi never gets to eat. Above them, in white font with yellow bordering, the words Cape Chronicles. Available every first and third Wednesday of each month starting March 2nd, 2022, from Project Derailed, wherever you get your podcasts. It is cramped in here. 
Introducing Tales of the Voidfarer. Join the spacefaring adventures of a group of misfits in this D&D 5th edition podcast inspired by the 2nd edition setting, Spelljammer. My name's Marco Astorio. My character is a gif Yankee. My character is a Doar. Adorable little penguin people. You're Ravnus, right? Yes, I, 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 and you are. I, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Lucky Cumble. My name is Captain Valeria Rain, and welcome aboard the Voidfarer. Luckbeak, Ravnus, come on! <laughs> There's so much to see over here! Catch new episodes of Tales of the Voidfarer every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast fix. <laughs> that's funny. Wait, did you just hmm? say that's funny and not laugh, Ravnus? We really have to work on your social skills. <laughs> ProjectDerailed.com